Welcome to our September 12th worship service from North Coast United Methodist Church. It's a blessing to have you on this journey with us through this electronic means of worship and outreach. We pray that you are blessed through this time of worship together. It is only because he became like us that we can become like him. As we continue to find our way that we connect to the reality of the grace of Jesus Christ, I pray that our hearts are open to hear the words God wants to share. Amen. Let's join together for our call to worship. Can you hear the heavens? They proclaim God's glory. Can you hear the heavens? They sing the majesty of God. Can you sing like the heavens? We have come to learn the song. Let's sing God's praises together. Amen. Thank 
let's have the kids come forward for children's time. I talk about superheroes so much in my life. I see a parallel of living in many of the stories that Schuster wrote about the Superman or Bob Kane wrote about the Batman or Stan Lee wrote about the Incredible Hulk or Captain America. There's so many imageries that exist within heroes that becomes this this mirror that we hope that we can hold up to ourselves and begin to see our reflection in. We need to see an example of somebody that's willing to do right at all cost. We need to see this image of individuals that know a path to follow and they stay on that path no matter what. You know, we have this image of, of Superman. And Superman is this individual that has infinite strength and speed and power. And Superman could easily take over the world and, and have everything for his own. But there's this moral compass within Superman that motivates him to do the right thing. We look at the imagery of the Batman and we see this person with the substantial wealth. We see this person that has all of these gifts and skills, a person that knows how to exist in the darkness. But we see the Batman use his skills for good and to take care of the citizens of Gotham City. I think about the narrative of the X-Men, and if uh, one of the things that I love about Stan Lee and the X-Men, each X-Man, each character in this X-Universe has something that sets them apart as being different, and there are some that look at those differences as bad, and some look at them as differences for good, and it's when that those see that their differences are for the better they are able to go out and care for the world. It's the difference between Charles Xavier and, and Magneto. It's the difference between Charles and Eric. One person sees that the gifts, the, the differences are gifts, and one person sees that the differences are things that will always be held against them. I love all of these stories and all of these narratives because it gives me another way to look at what God wants me to be as a person. And today's scripture in James chapter 3, there's this narrative about being a person who is a peacemaker. And there also exists this narrative of individuals who accidentally create havoc and hard feelings because they, they use their gifts improperly. I want us to always remember that even though that we're different, we have beautiful gifts within our differences to be peacemakers to the world. I want to share with you, just like Superman, you have a strength that exists in your life that you can use to care for another person. I want you to know, just like the Batman, that you exist within a community of friends and even at times that you may feel common in some areas, that you are still blessed with knowledge and strength and skills that are always enhanced by the community of faith that we surround ourselves with. As we hold on to all of these images, as we look at them in the, ex in the examples of the comic books, 
or we pray about them in the reality of who Jesus Christ is, we always get to see an image of caregivers who are willing to do what's right no matter what. The founder of the United Methodist Church is this guy named John Wesley. And one time John Wesley laid out the ultimate pattern for us to think about if we want to be the heroes of our stories, the ones who stand for good and do good no matter what. And it's this beautiful phrase that says, do all the good you can in all the places you can, for all the people you can, for all the needs that you can, with all the tools that you have, do good. I want us to pray over ways that we can see how God blesses us with tools and not see them as negative differences, but to see them as tools that we can use to show other people they are special as well. And I want us to use the strengths, the fruits of the Spirit that exist in our lives so that we can go out and care for other people and the more ways we try to do that, the more ways we do all the good we can in all the places we can, for all the people we can, and all the times that we can, and all the ways that we can, we begin to be what James says in the scripture. We become peacemakers who sow peace. Look for that places of peace in your life. Celebrate the things that make you different. And use the tools that you have that make you strong to help other people find their strength as well. And we will sow peace and find places of righteousness. Precious God, thank you for giving us the things that make us who we are. Help us to use them to help others see who they are in your kingdom of grace. Amen. Let's join together in prayer. God of wisdom and truth, speak to us now. Inspire us with your word. Speak clearly to our hearts that we may walk in your ways and live in your love. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Let's join together in the prayer that Jesus Christ taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let's join together in our prayer of affirmation. Those who listen to God's wisdom live secure and at peace without dread of disaster. Christ is our wisdom and our way. In Christ, we are forgiven, restored, and made whole. Amen. Our scripture today comes from the book of James, chapter 3, verses 13 through 18, and then continuing again in the book of James, chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. 
Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done and the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come from heaven but is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere, peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desire, that battle within you? You desire but do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you do not get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives, that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. Thank you, God, for the inspiration of this word. Amen. Let's join together in prayer. Precious and loving God, we thank you for your presence, your spirit. The way that you move in our lives, the doors that your love opens today, as we look at turning towards your wisdom, we ask that you show us things that we never dreamed. In your son's precious name I pray, amen. We're going to continue in this conversation today in the book of James, and I want to go back over our last two weeks of sermons so that we can see the progression that's taking place in this conversation about building community. Two weeks ago, we looked at the first book of James, and we talked about what it means to be individuals who are slow to anger, but quick to listen. The sermon for that week unfolded this conversation on what it means to be individuals who do not live in high reactionary states, but we are individuals who are willing to stop, to be still and know that God is Lord, and to take those moments of calm and to move in such a way that we can truly hear what's actually being said. Then we moved into last week. If we're individuals that are willing to listen, we need to make sure that we are listening. Not just to the individuals that we agree with, not just to those who are saying the things that we want to hear, but to the individuals who are sharing things 
that exist within worries and concerns and frustrations and things that are voices crying out for care, making sure that we are caring for everyone. And through doing that, we use imagery of John Wesley. And we talked about what it means to do no harm, to do good, and to love God daily. And we talked about what it means to deal with the world truly if we actually feel that the world actually is our parish. And then we move into this week. And this week is really layered. There is an interpersonal element in this readdressing our first week what it means to be non-reactionary individuals, and what it truly means to be the listeners, to be the ones who set our concerns aside so that we can hear the concerns of others. We're going to see a combining of our first two weeks as we look at this scripture in James chapter 3 and leading in to James chapter 4. Let's do this piece by piece because I want us to truly evaluate what it means to be people of holy wisdom and not people who live within selfish desires to only hear what we want to hear because we are only trying to attain what we want to have. We're going to look at James chapter 3, and we're going to go ahead and read verses 13 through 16 first and start to process what holy wisdom can create in our lives. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but it is of earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. Let's try to differentiate that. Let's go back to our first week and look at what it means to be individuals who are not reactionary. A lot of times when we move into things in our reactionary selves, we're trying to not lose something. We're trying to keep something. A lot of times that we hear individuals scream the loudest, fight the hardest, and become the most combative is when they are fearful of either losing a possession or losing the power of responsibility. And as we begin to look at this scripture and we try to weigh out the holy wisdom that comes from heavenly things, as Jesus Christ has already explained, Our greatest commandment is to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. As we look again at last week's scripture, we're already differentiating the first week's scripture of being willing not to be reactionary people so that we can see what's actually taking place 
And when we become the ones who are slow to anger and quick to listen, we begin to have the conversations that we realize that we are not giving up power, but we are listening to other people who need to find their place at the table. And we're not fighting for our spots. We're not fighting for our seat. But what we're actually doing is we become the listeners and the caregivers that make it possible for another person to find their place at the altar of grace. We look at that from such wisdom. We look at it from the humility that comes from wisdom. The humility that comes from wisdom. Humility isn't the quest of notoriety. Humility is not the quest of being the person that's right. Humility is not the person that has to have the right answers and has to say the right thing and has to keep control and keep charge. Humility is this place where we realize what this, the famous meme on Facebook says, power and sharing and empowering things is not the loss of power from ourselves. It's, it's not pie. You can't use it up. The more that we find ways to, to share and empower other people, actually, it strengthens us as much as well. Because we find a new source of power and we find a new source of strength. Strength and notoriety no longer becomes an image of what we can do and what we have, but the image of true strength as Jesus Christ proclaims in loving our neighbors as we love ourselves. The true quest of power and strength becomes by being the caregivers that help other people find their feet and help other people find their place at the table so that our community of the family of faith continues to grow and we can have many, many more celebrations. Looking again at, at verse 16, for where you have em envy and self-abination, there is also disorder. When we were the ones who listen, as in James chapter 1, as we are the ones who become the caregivers and we do no harm and we do good and we love God daily and we treat the world as our parish and we help everyone find their place at the altar of grace, we are establishing order. Let's pick it up with with verse 17 and 18 because this is where it starts to piece it together when we are willing to be slow to anger and quick to listen when we're willing to be the ones that care for the greater community there is a growth that takes place in us and we become the ones who are focused more on the spiritual wisdom of grace than a reactionary frustration that creates disorder but the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure. Then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere, peacemakers who sow in peace and reap a harvest, a harvest of righteousness. During this, this time of the pandemic, I, I've been doing a lot of these videos. And in one of the videos, 
I used the narrative that was created by a comic book writer by the name of Paul Dini. And Paul Dini is a, a writer who has written stories for Batman the Animated Series. He's written different Superman comics. Paul Dini has this rich, long history in comic book stories, including the creation of a comic book story that I love called Superman Peace on Earth. It's a Christmas story. There's a Christmas narrative that takes place in Paul Dini's narrative of Clark Kent trying to find a way to take care of all the world's needs and the roots of being a caregiver to the greater world go all the way back to he being raised on a farm in Smallville by Jonathan Kent, a farmer. There's a lesson that Jonathan Kent teaches Clark and is very young ears and it's about the necessity of taking time to sow the seeds you can't throw too many seeds at one part because they clump up and when the seeds are clumped up on top of each other they don't have the opportunity to sit in the rich soil and grow and Jonathan Kent explains to Clark his son row after row moment after moment taking time to make sure that every seed has its space and every seed has an opportunity to receive nourishment and care so that every seed has the opportunity to grow. I want us to hold on to that, to that farming narrative as we listen to verses 17 and 18 again because just as much as individuals rushing the seeds, throwing too many down in one spot so that none of the seeds can actually take root, being rushed and worried and hurried and trying to do things in such a way that it doesn't help the seed. It's very unproductive. When we hear this narrative in verses 17 and 18, we hear the words of Jonathan Kent to his son Clark saying, take your time. Lay the seeds down one at a time, spacing them out so that each have the opportunity to sit in fertile soil and grow. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is, first of all, pure. It's peace-loving. It's considerate. It's submissive. It's full of mercy and good fruits. It's impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. And the only way we can sow in peace, the only way those, those seeds of, of peace have an opportunity to grow in the places of righteousness, is taking our time with those seeds. Laying them down one by one, spacing them out so that each has a place to sit and grow, and giving each the opportunity to find a way to find its opportunity to grow to righteousness. Then comes the warnings. Now if we continue to be people who are slow to anger and quick to listen, if we continue to be individuals who are willing to listen to the counter 
the ideas, the things that contradict the way that we feel, if we are individuals willing to have the conversations so that we can find peace and growth, we don't end up in this last section. This last section becomes this narrative that's written in verse 16. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder. Listen to the disorder that this takes place. But listen to James's language while he does it. James actually goes back to the roots of the law as he presents this image of disorder using the ways that sometimes we misuse the law as an image of how disorder comes in a place that should be the peacemakers who sow in peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. He's very distinctly using very specific narrative, and it all links back to the Ten Commandments. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires, that battle within you, that that interpersonal conflict that we are being taught to be slow to anger a part of? You desire, but do not have, so you kill. Do not kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. Don't covet your neighbor's property. Don't covet your neighbor's wife. You do not have because you do not ask God. Thou shalt not have any other gods before me. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with the wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. I've shared in other sermons, the Ten Commandments is a, is a community building tool. And as we look at this community building tool, we see that it's a construction of peace. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and mind and all your strength. And love your neighbor as you love yourself. This is the greatest commandment. We look at the Ten Commandments and it's a structured order of priority that's made to build community. And James uses that language to show how those things being used wrong can create disorder, but continues to challenge us to be the peacemakers who sow in peace. And the only way we do that is to reflect on the first week in James chapter 1 and being slow to anger and quick to listen. The ways that we do that is looking at our second week, realizing that our faith is called to build community and to love God daily, to do no harm, and to do good. And remembering that the world is the parish, including the parts of the world that we disagree with. And challenge us to be the individuals that are willing to have those interpersonal relationships so that we can truly hear what other people are saying. And through our moments of stopping and listening, we become the peacemakers who sow in peace. This week, I want you to pray over the places that God's trying to provide to you holy wisdom. I want you to sit in the dark, quiet place and to separate your sounds of disorder and separate yourself from the sounds of the unrest. And I truly want you to pray over the reality of how do we become the peacemakers who sow in peace 
so that we can be the caregivers who are slow to react and quick to listen, and we become the caregivers who do no harm, do good, and love God daily so that grace can touch every soul that we come apart and every soul that we come across finds their place at the table of grace. Hold on to those things. Thank you for being in this sermon with me. My name is the Reverend Michael Drew Davis. May the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. God is love. Amen. As we've moved into our time of offering, we'd like to have the opportunity to get to know you. Please email us at ncumcinfo at gmail.com. And if you've been enjoying our services online, please email us. Please say hello. Again, that's ncumcinfo at gmail.com. And also, if you'd like to give to our church, please go to northcoastumc.org and click on the Give button. Again, that's northcoastumc.org and click on the Give button. Thank you for joining us. Let's join together in our prayer of giving. Creator and creative God, bless these gifts and bless our lives that we may grow ever closer to you. May our lives drip with the sweetness of your truth and may our love flow with the honey of your grace that our thoughts and words may embody your presence in gratitude and trust we pray. Amen.
Thank you once again for joining us today for worship. And let's join together in the words of our closing benediction. May the words of our mouths be acceptable and true. May the meditations of our hearts be loving and pure. May the actions of our lives be grace-filled and kind. May we go where Christ leads and walk in God's truth. Thank you once again for joining us, and may the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. God is love. Amen.